and that's the difference. That's the difference between Rodgers and Brady. Difference between Mahomes and Brady. Um, I have Josh Allen as elite. I don't think he's great though. Great, great is something where it's like, yo, man, like there's nobody who does it better than you at this point. Um, and I think for the AFC, it's gonna be Mahomes, and for the NFC, it's gonna be Rodgers. Right now, I do believe Rodgers can produce more than Brady pound for pound, but Brady is the greatest of all time. He is still the greatest. He is still a great. I believe Rodgers may have a better season than him this year. Don't didn't think it last year. Greatest in the goals part. Didn't think it last year or the year before that. So that's that. Um, and also, Rodgers lost his biggest threat, Devontae Adams. We got to see how that shakes out. But he's still a decent quarterback. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Whatever you want to say about the DBs dropped the ball and he had passes that should have been intercepted or is like this. What was the result, though? I can't control what a DB does. DBs are DBs and not wide receivers just due to the hands alone. Like, come on. I thought, again, I thought we all knew this. So somebody who could put those numbers up, why are we saying that they are the 28th, 30th ranked team out there with a decent quarterback? The D-line did was subpar last year. We have an easier schedule. We're getting our starters back. Chase Young should come back eventually. He is he is a generational talent that has proven himself. Deron Payne's still there. Jonathan Allen's still there. Montez Sweat's still there. Casey Tuhill still there. Cam Curl, we got to figure out what's going on with the thumb. I know he had the surgery. Probably, I mean, if, if I was a betting man, I'm not going to say we won. But still have one of the Fuller brothers back. They shot out the candle. Yo, that whole family is just a bunch of hitters. Um, O-line brought back three starters. Missing two. Have some depth in there and some OG talent and Trey Turner. Like, I just, I'm not seeing why, why you're raking us so low. Still got Antonio Gibson. Have Brian Robinson rest up to him. Um, what happened to Brian Robinson was a tragedy. Um, thankfully, he survived. Uh, and it's amazing that he did survive. It makes it none less of a tragedy, though. Uh, DC is going through something crazy right now. The 14-year-old was shot in the head just yesterday evening. Um, the city is it's crazy right now. A father last week was shot and killed at a football game. Um, like I said, the city's just crazy right now. The only thing that Brian Robinson did wrong was <coughs> get hungry. If you want to put hunger as a crime, okay. We really going to try to penalize hunger? America, seriously? Supposed to be the free world here. We're going to penalize hunger. I heard people say, well, the only thing you did was get that car. No, nobody should be judged off their car. Nobody should no, nobody should be shot based off their car, based off their jewelry, based off their clothing, based off the color of their skin, based off their hair. It, there was no he was asking for it. He was peacefully minding his business. 
It wasn't flaunting. It wasn't throwing money in people's faces. He was hungry and went to go get something to eat. And was shot and nearly killed and by the grace of God survived and is walking somehow. Like that, that has to be a miracle, man. Like, I, it's it's not short of a miracle. It's not almost, it is a miracle that he is walking right now. That he is on the non-football injury, the NFI list. And it's walking. And it's just sore. That is a miracle. Excuse me. And with all that going on, we still have our starter in Gibson. We still have J.D. McKissick. We still we still have Williams. Patterson may need to be called up. We did send him back to the practice squad. He may need to be called up. We'll figure that out. Curtis Samuel's been practicing back to back to back to back to back now. Dotson's looking good. Terry is still Terry. We're getting Logan Thomas back. Cole Turner should be healthy. Let's check on Cole Turner real quick. Like I said, he should be. But let me make sure. Let me see where he's at. Jonathan Bay should should be healthy as well. But let me see. Checking on Cole Turner right now. Yep, he did. He did practice. Cole Turner did practice. He said he's ready to go for the opener. Now, that's him saying that. Not the coaching staff. That's not the um, medical staff saying that. That's him personally saying that. And again, that's for the, the player telling the media that they're ready to go is like you telling your wife that she looks pretty. I don't care what she's wearing. She is beautiful and gorgeous. She made it alter a couple of things. But at the end of the day, she's a beautiful lady. Make sure you tell her that every fucking time. All right? He's good to go. And you're raking us 30, my boy? 30? Now, hey, like everybody else, I got questions at linebacker. I definitely have questions at linebacker. All right? Cole Hoke, great dude. Solid linebacker. Um, He's starting probably on 16 out of the 32 teams. Okay. Hey, that's what's going on, man. Yo, I'm going to be on Rio's show on Friday. Just going to put that there right there. I'm going to be on the show Friday, man. So good luck. Look on me out there for Rio. I'm going to be on Rambler Rio on Friday. But, yeah, man, it's just it's ludicrous that you're going to put us at 30. Now, I'm not asking us to be no top five, top 10 even. Hell, 15. I'm not asking for that. But late teens? 2022, maybe, is where I put us at. 22 being the lowest. There's several teams that have question marks that we have filled. Just to name two, Giants don't have a QB. Daniel Jones is just un, unproven, unreliable, except when he plays off the course. Come on, really? I'm just going to name you two. And they're both in New York. And the Jets. Zach Wilson's hurt. Sauce Garner is going to have to play the hardest football of his life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. And you're telling me that those are only two teams ahead of us? I mean, behind us? Excuse me. 
Seriously? Don't get me wrong. Detroit was on hard knocks, and there was a ragtag team of a bunch of individuals that we're rooted for now. Because, you know, they make a good storyline. But don't forget, it's a storyline, people. Is it a good team? No, it's not. What's going on, Austin? How you feeling? Carolina. Carolina is in shambles. They're going to run that boy Christian McCaffrey to the ground again. Got no quarterback again. Defense got no starters again. And they're going to rely on DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson again. That's it. Get out of here. Desmond Ritter and uh, Marcus Mariota. Seriously? Down in Atlanta? We got Cordell Patterson throwing the ball, catching the ball, running the ball back, doing kickoffs, punt returns, getting his own water. I saw Cordell Patterson. I went to my – I went down to Atlanta. Wasn't feeling good. I went to the doctor at the uh, urgent care. It was Cordell Patterson taking my vitals, man. That man does everything in Atlanta, bro. That man does everything in Atlanta. Like, come on, man. What's going on, Norma? How you feeling, man? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's talking about how they could be, how the Athletic had us ranked 30th in the, in the league right now. I just named three teams. I named four teams that run champions. And then Jacksonville, this narrative with Jacksonville, like Jacksonville is just somewhat, oh, Urban Myers is gone. The team is good again. How were they good again? They weren't good in the first place. They were in shambles in 2018. They were dead in 2019. 2020, murdered. And then 2021, executed. And then 2022, I don't know. But you're going to put them ahead of us? With a coach change? And an overpaid wide receiver? And Drake? Drake? Seriously? Oh, absolutely, we can do that. I, I might be a little busy on Saturday, but I'm going to find a time to do it. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm gonna hit, hit me in the DMs right now so I can get that going for you. Hit me in the DMs right now for that. Um, Like, y'all really think? Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. 30th? The Athletic 30th? Now, I know part of it is you're going to do what I'm doing right now. We're going to get your name out there. We're going to start talking about it. People are going to have to look for the article. Athletic is a paid program. You got to go do the free trial, forget they're going to get somebody out this article, and bam, that's 3 to $5 an impact. But seriously, though, I'm just, I'm baffled that somebody could really think that, man. Like, we're not that bad of a squad. The team is getting together. We're actually building stuff. We're firing people who need to be fired. In my opinion, we're not done with the firing, but we'll talk about that later. But at the end of the day, we are building towards the future, and we're making smart moves. We've invested in the O-line. We invested in the D-line. We have invested in corners. We have invested in wide receivers. We have a big target in tight end. We have another big target in tight end. We have a third big target in tight end, and possibly a fourth as well. We've invested in our running backs. The two places where we haven't invested in, oddly enough, in my opinion, are the QB enough. Wentz is a good placeholder. We'll see what happens with how I have a lot of faith in him. 
Thought he had a solid preseason, but again, we'll have to see. Needs to take those hits. Had some flashbacks to RG3 in that last Baltimore game. And linebacker, the offense or the defense? Excuse me, the QB or the defense? Now, linebacker isn't what it once was. Uh, definitely got to say that. Linebacker now is, is not the guy who is calling every last shot. They are still calling some shots. They still need to read the defense. As we saw in Jamin Davis, couldn't read the defense at all. We couldn't read the offense at all. Jamin Davis will look at that offense, look at the QB, and be like, all right, y'all, whatever happens, happens. Let's get to it. Doesn't work out like that. But when he dropped down in coverage, he could play north, south, and east, and west. So I'm running down some guys out there. When he gets to the line, not hand dirt, but when he plays close to the line, he can move, and I like that. That might be his place. It just is what it is. Again, Cole Holcomb is a solid guy. No complaints there. My only complaint is that he's not elite at the highest level. He's not a higher level player. He is a mid player. Don't get me wrong. When I say a mid player, he's still a freak of a person. He's an athlete. He is amazing in everything he does. When I say an average player, we're comparing freaks amongst freaks. We're comparing the best of the best here. These are human specimens we're comparing them to. So when I say average, please denote that I'm not saying that I can beat this person because obviously if you ever see my build, I cannot, okay? But when we're comparing him against 32 one of starting middle linebackers in the league, he will be in the middle. He will be 16, 17. That'll be him. And again, that's okay. We just need to get a better person. Like, it's okay to know what you have. Like, it's okay to come to that conclusion. Hey, this is what we have. He's a middle of the he's a middle of the pack linebacker. That's okay to you know, come to that conclusion. Once you come to that conclusion, though, you gotta do something about it. You gotta do something about it once you come to that conclusion. And that's where I feel like the frustration comes in when we ran it back with John Bostic, Mayo, Holcomb, and Davis. That's why I feel like players are frustrated. Is that we're running it back with the same with the same style and it's expecting different results. Why? Why? Why on earth would we ever expect something different when we have the same players there? But that was ever. Change for the sake of change in the NFL has proven again and again to not be worth it. You can get worse. There is always worse. So I can understand that we couldn't find anybody or we didn't take the proper amount of time to scout somebody. This is what you have to do. You have to go with what you know when you coach from there. And I believe that's what Del Rio is doing right now. He's like, hey, I need linebackers. I can't take a risk. I'm trying to teach somebody my whole defense before the season starts. We should have done this earlier. We couldn't find one in free agency. Didn't find one in the draft. We were kind of scared on that. It is what it is. I mean, also, sorry, Amalo Eifer as well. Let me see if you still have it. It's Amalo Eifer still, still, still on the roster. Yeah. He's still on the roster. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. yeah, he's still on the roster. Okay. We have Amalo Eifer as well. But yeah, we got to we gotta figure that out, man. We got to figure that out. It's 
it's crazy because people look down on us so bad just for figuring some stuff out. And I can't believe that. I can't. I can't see people putting us down that bad. Um, again, 30th is just a wow. We're definitely not 30th. Anybody who thinks we're 30th, you can go kiss your mom on the lips or some weird stuff like that. I don't know. But just don't don't count us out here. And do not count us out here. We are not that good. But it is what it is. Last but not least, y'all, let's talk about these lines. For one thing, I don't know where this confidence is coming from. Like, people really think that for some reason the Jaguars are just going to be good all of a sudden because, oh, we like the story. So because we like the story, all of a sudden the Jags just got good. Just because you hate the Commanders, it means the Jags have to be good. Again, I get it. Being a Commanders fan is hard. Now, the media constantly trashing your team. And again, sports is irrational. Let's talk about it. It's irrational. I I do not own a I do not own a single share of this team, but yet I'm here giving you my time and effort right now. It's irrational. We understand that. It comes with that. Being a fan is just short for fanatic. Being a fanatic about a sport, it is what it is. We love this. You're listening because you love it. I'm talking because I love it. Let's get that out the way. We address that as move. I know people hate us. I know that. But can the haters that bad when they start changing lines on us? Let me read you all the lines of the Commanders game now. Um, this book right here is even going to be on draft. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this on DraftKings, right? This book is updated just now. All right. The line right now is Washington minus two and a half to win. It opened at three. It went down. Over under is 44. Pretty low score game, if you ask me, but it is what it is. The money line watched your minus 140. It opened at 165. And again, the spread is two and a half. And the money line is 140. The spread opened up at three. And the money line opened at 165. What's going on? Like, like, where is this coming from? I mean, do people think Trevor Lawrence is going to have an epiphany? What, like Doug Peterson is going to know his, his quarterback and just rain fire on him? Hey, bro, come on. Like, where is this confidence coming from? I just got to know. Like, I'm not even sure. Like, I'm, a, I'm actually going to get comfortable on you. Y'all see me on the screen right now. I'm, I'm getting comfortable. Got my chair leaned back, mic in the right place. Where is this? Where is this coming from, y'all? I'm so confused right now that people just have the audacity to think that we're just gonna lose now. And again, do this all have us as the favorite? Yes. Just the line keeps shrinking. And I'm like, where is that? Is it just hype? Like, come on, bro. Like the numbers are there. This is gonna be an easy game. I have none of our games to be an easy game. I have us going either nine and seven 
Broncos nine and eight. So we have us going nine and eight. Excuse me, we're ten and seven. But like, I think they're all going to be ugly wins. I do see us having a winning season. I think they're all going to be ugly wins. I don't see us beating anybody by a double digit score. Just being honest. I just don't see that happening. Um, I don't think we have the depth or the genesis clock to do it. Uh, oh, Grand Zero here. Three keys to winning the game versus Jags. Uh, Devil's Advocate, one of the three <laughs> for the commanders. I'll give it to you, man. Three keys for winning the game against the Jags. Um, get in Trevor Lawrence's face. Let them know that it's the same thing as last year, where your old line sucks. Uh, hold on one second, y'all. Let's do this. Thank y'all for y'all patience. All right. Three keys for the commanders to win. Get in, get in Trevor Lawrence's face. Make sure he knows this is the same thing as last year. Put him down on his butt every time. Should be four to five sacks. Starts running around, making mistakes. That's when interceptions come in. Number two. Um, on defense, third down. They're 33% on third down last year. We gave up over 50% on third down last year. We have to convert on third down. We have to make sure, excuse me, we have to make sure that they do not convert a third down. We have to stop those third down conversions. I saw a glimpse of it in the preseason. Let me be honest, it wasn't a glimpse. I saw what happened in the preseason. We let Mahomes come up to us third and four, get it, third and 10, get it, third and 12, get it. It is ridiculous. We have to get those stops. It is a, it, it messes with your morale so much when that happens, but the defense gets tired. On that, Mahomes touchdown pass during the preseason. I just saw Montez Sweat laying on the ground for a second. Damn, Montez hurt. Montez wasn't hurt. His, heart, his soul was. His heart was. He was just in disbelief. He's like, what more can I do to get this guy down? Like This is, this is ridiculous. They still scored and we applied over five to six seconds of pressure and they still scored. That's disheartening. For a D-line with that much pressure, that's disheartening when you're going out of five, six seconds and your corners don't cover and you couldn't get the proper pressure. Like that, that really does hurt. So we got to stop that. And number three is we, oh, we have to actually get touchdowns. We can't trade field goals for touchdowns. Um, we have to, Wentz has to drive down on first second position and score a touchdown. We can't wait to the second quarter to score a third quarter. No, we have to score in the first quarter. Have to get those going. Have to get that momentum going. Have to get the offense in the rhythm. If those three things can happen again, applying pressure, stops on third downs, and actually scoring touchdowns, I see that as the key to success for the commanders to walk away with the W. Um, the three keys for the Jags, for the devil's advocate. Let Trevor Lawrence be Trevor Lawrence. Let him get out the pocket. Having that quarterback get out the pocket like that, it's going to wreck the D-line. It's going to win them out so quick. 
again, this is a great D line, but not a D line with huge depth. All that depth was traded away last year. This is how So now you're playing the B line. Now with the B line, you still got your number ones in there. You hit them with the run attack. Run attack sets the play action. Play action goes. Have Lawrence be out there running around. Number two, stops on third downs for the defense. If their defense can hold us to sub, I want to say sub 40, sub 40% on third downs, they got it. They got it. And number three, it's the same thing for us. Can't trade field goals for touchdowns. Got to score. As long as they're scoring two to three touchdowns in the first quarter, excuse me, as long as they score two touchdowns in the first half with those first two things, it should be a recipe for them to keep going. And then it should be able to pull away with the lead. And then we all know what happened from there. Then you start playing catch a ball. Then you're throwing the ball around too much. Throw the ball to the ball too much. Strip sack. There goes the game. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. Everything I just described. I hope they're just playing devil's advocate. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wildly wrong. I hope that when I, hope that when I look back at this on Monday next week, well, oh, I was so wrong. Even the post game on Sunday. That we're gonna do is we'll look at it and be like, oh, that was wrong. All good. That's what I'm hoping for, bro. I do not want to be right when it came to that. Okay. Um, it's just it's hard being the commanders here right now. Like I told y'all, bro, it is just wild seeing people talk down on us. It's wild seeing the lines move that the way they're moving, bro. It's like people have no respect for the quarterback. No respect for Rivera. No respect for Scott Turner. No respect for JDR. I mean, hell, but we brought back Ryan Kerrigan to coach the DNs. I thought it was a boss move. One, I thought that meant that, hey, we love you, bro. We trying to put money in your pocket. Bring the family back here, bro. You've been there for years. I know you made a system here. I know you have your family here. They don't want to move around. Bring them back. Don't start over. And he did. It's dope. I see a lot of former players here. But everything that's talked bad about the commanders, I will say I see a lot of retired players and former players here. Um, be be Mitch here, as we know. Um, I saw Jordan Reed probably like a couple months ago. Again, like these people are here. They, they're here with us. Like, why don't we why don't we have them as coaches? Which I thought was great that we did that with Kerrigan. Like I said, we just Gotta figure this out, bro. Like, it's too, it's too hard. We've been working at this for too long. The fan base is tired, but I have this feeling in my stomach that, oh, all good, brother, all good, man. You know I got you. I had this feeling in my stomach that the Commanders can never win the season this year. I really do. I don't think it's gonna be a playoff season. I think they can never win the season. I do think, uh, as I tweeted earlier, it's gonna be a Lovey Smith 2012 situation. Um, where Lovey Smith went ten and six, but the division was so good. I believe it was the uh, I want to say the Packers and Eagles went that year. That I said the Packers, the Packers and the Vikings went that year, and ten and six going to cut it for them to get into the division. Oh, I thought I thought I saw a boy. I don't know it was crazy. So I feel like that's going to happen to us. Where we can go ten and seven, nine and eight, eleven and six on a super high. 
just not be good enough to get in this year. It's a lot of competition out there, bro. Especially with our division having such an easy schedule this year. The Cowboys have the same easy schedule as us. The Eagles have a slightly tougher schedule somehow. <laughs> um, it's crazy that our division champs have the same easy schedule as, as us, barring like two things. That's two games. Crazy. So, if they keep up what they had last year on the offense, defense, I don't see the Eagles having the same amount of picks. Picks come and go like that. Um, I mean, shouts out to Diggs. No hating on them. Maryland dude, loving to death. I'm a Maryland boy myself. Um, obviously, because we <laughs> got the hat on and everything. But from PG, um, they ride around away in Montgomery County. So, got, got all love for him. Not wishing any ill will against Diggs. I know people hate on him. Yeah, Maryland boy, can't hate on him. Same as Stefan, can't hate on him, bro. Shouts out. Uh, same, as a, same as a tennis player that just knocked off the doll. Dude from Hyattsville. Shouts out another, another PG product. Man, PG really produced KD. Again, PG produced it out here, bro. Shouts out to Maryland, bro. We real live produced it out here. Um, like, we really are doing what people said we couldn't do. And that's the coolest part of college. So, y'all. Y'all know what my score is for this weekend. I have us actually winning. And I have us winning. I have us winning 25-17. One touchdown game. I see us keeping him at bay for most of the game. Feel like we're gonna go up early, coast out a bit, score in the third and like late in the fourth. Gonna go ahead, and then our defense is gonna get the first stand that it has in a while. That's my prediction for this game. I have Winston for two. I have Gibby for one on the ground, and I have McKissick for one on the ground. Feel like there's gonna be a, a miss field goal somewhere in there. That's for that twenty-five point game. Just feel like it's gonna be one. Well, y'all know that. Feel like it's gonna be a miss field goal, or like a missed PAT something. That's just me. But y'all, let me know what y'all think. Let me know what y'all think. Anyway, y'all, I can't wait for this to happen. Y'all gonna see me on Friday. Rambling with Rio over there. Go check him out. I'm going to be on there this Friday evening. Came with to talk with him. Truly chop it up. Hey, I love y'all. Thanks for coming back. I know I was back for a while. I know I, know I was gone for a while. Jesus, come on my words. I know I was gone for a while, y'all. But thank y'all for allowing me to come back to y'all lives. Thank y'all for allowing me to share the sport of football that I love with y'all who I love, man. Everybody who was on here today. Awesomeness. Normal guy. Um, Grand's here. Mitch. Taco. Thank y'all very much for being here with me, man. It means so much. It's your boy, Big Moose Thomas. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.